It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joey Medores. We got you up until 7 o'clock today, 6.06 on the clock on this 20th day of July and 93 degrees and sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. Joey Medore back on the sports fan with us. Great to have him back after taking a one-week hiatus. Uh, but it's good to have him back. It's good to have somebody else to talk to here on the sports fan, so it's not just me. Uh, but, Joey, it's been a week. How you been? Uh, I mean, I'm slowly coming, you know, every time you leave the beach, it seems like uh, the next few days are a little rough trying to get acclimated to, you know, not just sitting outside in the sand all day. But I'm slowly coming back and uh, came back at the right time because, you know, we got some some sports coming up very soon. Baseball scheduled. I mean, some teams are already playing some scrimmages and things like that. But first baseball game scheduled for Thursday and Friday. So definitely excited for that. And uh I guess I missed you a little bit for that whole week. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's always nice to have somebody to talk to in here, right? <laughs> so it's it's been me for a couple of times, but we did have Lou on uh, on Friday. We had Russ on uh, Thursday, and of course, you can always go back and listen to any of the sports fans on our podcast or the, the podcast home. I guess it's a show. Um, it's still over on Anchor FM. Uh, you know, we can tweet it out. We we changed that Twitter account now uh, instead of WATH Sports Fan on Twitter, we're now WATH WXTQ Sports. Uh, so that's an exciting change and update that we got there for you. But if you ever want to go back and listen to see what you missed, it's always there. Uh, we do have a good show coming up for you today. We got Tony Wolf, a writer and porter for Fangraphs and Reds reporter on the SB Nation Network. He'll join us around 6:10, so just about two minutes. And yeah, baseball is coming back. Uh, we've got you know, Reds coming up tomorrow at I think around 6:25. We'll give a little bit of a pregame before we throw it to the Reds tomorrow, and then no sports fan on Wednesday because Cincinnati will have. Uh, their second exhibition game against the Detroit Tigers, uh, again, coming up on Wednesday. But it's a fun-filled week. And finally, some live sports coming back your way. Yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, what, what Tony has to say, uh, just to try to figure out where the Reds are supposed to be heading this year. I knew there were high hopes, for sure, just talking to fans around this area about uh, you know what the Reds could be coming into this season. they got an interesting division, for sure. I think it's really up in the air. I mean, you have the Cubs their first year without... Uh, Without Madden at the helm, of course, they still have all the talent there, but you don't know if they'll still be able to be as dominant as they were in the past few years. Of course, the Brewers made the playoff last year, lost in the wild card game. St. Louis always fields a solid team. And then, of course, you have you know Pittsburgh, who's just out there. They're going to float around the bottom, I would assume. So, uh, you know, it, it's very interesting just reading some of the things about this season. Like, uh, just... I read one article that like a, a six-game losing streak for this 60-game season is like the equivalent of a 17-game losing streak in a regular season. So you know you really don't have any time to uh, to hit an early slump. I mean, if any team you know hits the ground running and they come out of the first month with you know uh, 13, 14 wins, they're gonna have a shot to make it. And uh, so I think it's gonna be kind of exciting to see because it's you know baseball. There's so many games, but this is gonna be a year where it matters literally from the beginning because i mean just look a year ago to the nationals i mean i believe what they were 19 and 31 at a time and they were able to turn it around and win the world series obviously if you're 19 and 31 this year you're not even going to make the playoffs at any point your season's over right 
I mean, it is you know, going to be a very difficult season for a lot of Major League players because, you again, it's 60 games. Every single game matters. I think I saw the stat like 2.17% more uh, than, than the games mattered you know, all of last year because when you take 162 games and you know, condense that to just 60 games, you, know, you cannot go on that prolonged slump. You cannot uh, you know, falter for too long because you will not be in it. And uh, you know, it's just going to be a very, very different type of season. And joining us right now on the Sports Fan, Tony Wolf, Ohio University alumni, a former reporter for The Post and former Copperheads intern, uh, now writing for Fangraphs and Reds reporter on the SB Nation Network. Uh, Tony Wolf joins us now. Tony, it's good to have you on the Sports Fan. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, not a problem, not a, not a problem at all. It's good to be on. And, uh, you know, I guess... You know, kind of met a little mutual connection through our sister station. Uh, Paul Holden knew you a little bit, reached out, and it's been a uh, you know a weird summer here. I mean, especially for you as a reporter for the Reds and doing all the writing and stuff, because you know, there hasn't really been anything to report upon uh, except oh, we got coronavirus still going on, to delaying everything. Yeah, uh, it's been it's uh, not not been the most uh, not been the most thrilling uh, few months uh, to be writing about baseball. You know. You're, uh, not only do you not have baseball going on uh, here in the States, but you also have so many, you know, serious, you know, tragedies happening around around the country that uh, you're constantly trying to, to keep in perspective. And uh, so, you know, not only that, but then it just, it continues to, you know, the last the last few months, we through so much in terms of, you know, is there going to, is there going to be a season because of, uh, health concerns that they're not going to be a season because of owners and players not being able to agree on salaries. So it, there's been uh, there, there's been some stuff to talk about over the past few months, but it just hasn't hasn't necessarily been been good news. So you hope that that is going to uh, that that is going to change uh, here with baseball starting back up here in a few days. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it didn't only affect, I mean, this affects all aspects of life going on with the pandemic and things. And, you know, since you are former Copperheads, you know, intern writing and working for them, have you been uh, following along what they've been doing in this season at all? Uh, no, no, I, I <laughs> uh, haven't really gotten a chance. I, I've seen them, uh, I've seen uh, them share things on Twitter uh, from like MLB, MLB The Show, it looks like. And yeah. uh, it looks like they're, it looks like they're, uh, doing, you know, dipping their their toe into the uh, you know virtual baseball uh, world, like a lot of places have, uh, you know, baseball reference and baseball prospectus. I've been using uh, the out of the park baseball simulation, and I've seen I've seen a lot of teams, uh, a lot of uh, different leagues trying their own things with uh, MLB the Show. So it's it, it's really cool to see uh, to see those those guys. Uh, you know, still trying to still trying to, to make the most out of what's been a uh, a, re- a really crazy time. And I, I know that you know Major League Stadiums now are going to be using that MLB the Show sounds uh, and and filling the ballpark with that. Have you been in Great American Ballpark yet? Have you been you know subject to listening to that you know quote unquote crowd noise? No, I've been doing. Uh, I've I've been doing all of my work from uh, from my apartment in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. That's where I've where I've been cooped up for the last last few months here. Um, I've I've heard mixed reviews about the about the pumped in sound. Um, the uh, some people some people are are really against it. Other people say that 
you know, you get used to it after a while. I've been watching a lot of the KBO broadcast on ESPN, and, uh, you know, I I can say just from from them uh, watching those games, from a, from a broadcast perspective, you know, you, you really do. I, I've, I've found that I kind of more or less got used to it pretty quickly. Um, I, I don't know how much it necessarily added uh, something, but it, it does make it, you know, feel a little bit more normal. Um, you, you get that uncanny valley sort of thing when you when you uh, hear a lot of people in the crowd, but then it pans to the bleachers and there's no nobody there. But uh, you know, I, I think it's I, I think it's worth a try uh, to at least try to try to simulate that uh, normal experience as much as as much as possible. Tony Joy Medor talking to you here. Just wanted to get your perspective because me and Connor, we uh, we were broadcasters for the Copperheads last year, so we know about the, uh, the kind of the grind it is working for them. Just uh, wanted to ask you about what were some of your favorite memories in your time with uh, with the Southern Ohio Copperheads. Oh man, uh, it, it was. It, I really liked uh, being able to travel to uh, the different uh, other ball, ballparks uh, around the area. Um, you know, getting to getting to see a new park is always an exciting thing and uh you know they, they don't always uh you know take everybody on those road trips uh necessarily but i because of what i did uh writing and uh you know i i had a scorebook i ran the scoreboard uh i did i kept a uh, point streak i i did all did all kinds of uh stuff for them i hopped on the radio uh as a color uh brought uh, commentator a couple of times so i i was i had the uh fortune of being able to travel with the team uh, quite a bit, and you know, go go to Cincinnati and go to uh, these these different areas that I had never been to. Even uh, you know, growing up in Lima, um, I, I had been watching Locos games for year, but for years, but uh, hadn't been to those uh, different different ballparks. So uh, yeah, traveling traveling to traveling all over the area uh, to to see all of those uh, places was always really neat. I loved. Get hopping on the radio. Uh, Matt Kedahy was the uh, the uh, play-by-play guy uh, when I was there, and uh, he he was really fun to do uh, games with. He and uh, he and Bobby Levine. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing uh, you know radio broadcasts with them, and uh, just you know being being able to spend the summer in Athens. You know that's a that's an experience that uh, not a lot of people have the uh, fortune of having, and uh, I was it's just it's such a different place in the summer when it's when the the whole town more or less empties out and you've got uh you know court street and everything to yourself uh more or less it's it's uh it's a really neat experience and i'm 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 really lucky that i was able to have it yeah and unfortunately you know people are are not in court street anymore because of everything that's been going on here uh, but still, you know, it's still uh, an enjoyable summer here in Athens, and you know, the numbers have been going down. I know we were on the cusp of getting to that level four, you know, extreme that there's going to be an extreme outbreak. But uh, you know, everything got under control here, which is good. And I think on Thursday they'll reduce our level. They'll take the start away from Athens County, uh, w- w- which is definitely a good sign. Uh, you know, you were talking about a little bit, and again, we're talking with Tony Wolf, you know, writer for Fangraphs and Red Supporter on SB uh, Nation Network. Uh, and, and Tony, when you talk about traveling around uh, different teams, at least here in Ohio, uh, how, how has it been? You know, reporting and writing remotely from home. I mean, it, does it is it a different perspective for you? Is it different uh, than what you'd normally do? Uh, talk a little bit about that. 
So uh, this is the only way that I've I've ever covered Major League Baseball. Um, so, but I I've aside from that, I I my last uh, job I was I was uh, covering high school and college sports down in uh, in Fairmont, West Virginia, uh, and traveling to those you know traveling to those events, obviously, and uh, obviously with uh, when I worked with for the Copperheads. And uh, then with another summer league team in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, the following summer, uh, I was, you know, you were at the ballpark every day. And uh, so, you know, getting to, I, I, I missed being able to uh, talk to people every day, the people that you're covering, people that you're trying to write about, getting to, getting to actually have a conversation with them face-to-face uh, every day uh, has been something that I've, that I've really missed and has been an aspect of reporting that I, I'm, I'm eager to uh, you know get get back to again uh, at some point uh, later in my career, but um, you know from for the most part, um, it, the, just the timing of this. I've been with Fangraphs for the for for about a uh, little over a year now, and um, it, it's it's been neat to uh, get the different the different side of things where I'm a lot of my writing is. Just you know, really concentrated on numbers and things that I can re- research uh, using all of these diff- great uh, resources, um, and trying and really just <laughs> writing about what I what I see on what I see uh, you know in the numbers and and what I what I can observe watching watching from home and uh, and unfortunately that's going to be the the standard. Uh, for for everybody, more or less, uh, covering baseball, covering sports in general, uh, this year everybody's, you know, pretty much going to be behind behind a computer, uh, doing you know interviews over the phone or on Zoom. Uh, so we're we're all kind of in in that boat now, and uh, I I I hope that that uh, I hope that that is you know something that that we don't need to uh, go through beyond. Uh, you know, past this year, uh, but yeah, that that's been the, the the biggest thing that I've that I've missed uh, working from home and and not not being able to to travel and uh, actually actually watch the people that I'm covering in person. Um, but it, it has it has given me a different perspective and uh, just allowed me to you know figure out what I'm what I'm good at in terms of you know doing my own reporting remotely and uh you know trying to write about the game from that perspective and so how close are you looking at the you know exhibition games that are going on across mlb right now and and really taking a factor into kind of those numbers i mean are you just kind of discarding whatever happens over these next couple days until opening day or are you really factoring in these numbers to figure out how they're going to perform over 60 game season yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough because it's it's kind of like spring training, uh, where you, you you try not to put too much uh, too much stock in spring training numbers, uh, even even when they're facing you know other teams uh, and and traveling to uh, different different locations and have that you know sense of normalcy. Um, so now that when it's when it's basically almost all inter, inter- squad games. Um, you know, you you do you try to not take put too much stock in, in what you see, um, and you know it's, it's it's also just such a it's such a weird 
uh, structure right now with everybody, you know, trying to trying to not do their best not to rush through this, you know, revamped summer camp and and everybody trying to get themselves into into game shape as quickly as possible. And you have, you know, all of these guys that uh, have have tested positive or have or are needing to be in quarantine uh, for other reasons that haven't been able to be on the field as much as some of their teammates, some of their peers. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's tough to really put any any kind of stake in, in the, you know, who's who's going two for two or 0 for two uh, on any given day, who's, you know, you, you're, you're more just watching for, uh, you know, who's, who's getting their velocity up in the right spot, who um, is, who looks good, who looks fresh. Uh, and, you know, the most important thing is just who's, who's healthy, you know, who's, who's able to, who, who do you see on the field every day? Who's able to, who's been able to get, you know, more or less a full summer camp in, um, and, and, you know, hoping that the guys who, aren't able to have that full summer camp experience because of positive tests, you know, getting sick, whatever, um, hoping that they can, that they aren't going to suffer too badly because of that. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting this year, Tony, because it seems like everybody is going to be behind the eight ball, of course, because, you know, you lost all that spring training time, then quarantine and things like that. Of course, guys are trying to train, but there's nothing like actually playing the game. And I mentioned this before you came on. I read an article somewhere that, you know, a, a six-game losing streak in this 60-game season is like equivalent to a 17-game losing streak in a regular 162-game uh, season. So while these guys are, you know, a little bit behind it on, and they're, you know, they haven't seen live pitching, the pitchers haven't got to throw live abs as much as they would have liked. I mean, they, there really is no room for error in a, in a 60-game season. You kind of have to be ready to go right away. There's no room to kind of have an early season slump. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, not not to you know maybe jump ahead in anything else that you guys wanted to talk about. But, you know, you look at the, you look at the NL Central, for example, uh, the division that the Reds are in, they, that was already supposed to be a, uh, a really tight division, right. uh, even, you know, spanning 162 games. So when you shorten it down to 60, you know, I, uh, our, our projections at Fangraphs have the top four teams in that division separated by just one win. I mean, it, it really is a, a, coin flip you know you're basically drawing names out of a hat to figure out who's gonna you know win that race so you know like you're talking about with you know how how quickly how, how much quicker uh losses uh you know setbacks those kinds of things can pile up and have a have a major effect um you know in, in a tight division like the nl central the nl east uh the al east you know any of these divisions that are or playoff races in general that are expected to be really really close you know any any bad week can make or break a team's season uh and you know that bad week might be you know just genuinely everybody just kind of falls into a rut as as can happen over the course of a season it might be you know two two pitchers you know, suddenly get hurt, and now you know a team is really relying on their that has to rely on on their uh, you know rotation depth more than they expected to, and you know you're you know somebody might miss their if somebody misses their ace for a couple starts and needs to go to their sixth or seventh starter, 
um, that that's the kind of thing can that can decide a division uh, in 2020. So, yeah, that that's going to be a, a really a really interesting thing to see how how different teams um, manage that, how aggressive uh, how aggressively they try to um, mitigate some of those setbacks and and what uh, you know what kind of you know what kind of weirdness that inspires in this season because you know as you said a a string of losses can set a team back much more than usual but you know a team gets a really hot start where they weren't expected to that could lead to a, a huge surprise you know the Seattle Mariners last year were a last place team they started the season 13 and 2 13 and 2 start in 2020 that's like that's a quarter of the season right. you know that that you've that you've pretty much dominated so uh yeah that's that's going to be one of those areas that you could see a lot of weirdness happening and it's going to be really interesting to to see how much of that uh actually ends up happening yeah, I mean, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the NL Central because, I mean, Pittsburgh, you know, they're they're rebuilding. They're probably out of it. But, you know, you have the Cubs, of course, first year without Joe Madden, but they still loaded with talent. Brewers were a playoff team last year. Uh, you got the the, the uh, Cardinals, who are always always seem to be in the mix. They always field a solid team. Then, of course, a lot of people, especially around here, expected the Reds to take a, a big step forward in this upcoming season. So it really looks like it, it like you mentioned, a coin flip to see who's going to take this division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that it does make you feel for the Reds a little bit because they were one of the teams that really they put a lot of they really put a, a lot of eggs in the, into this basket for this season. You know, maybe more than anybody else in in baseball, they really needed 2020 to to be a good year for them. And um, judging, you know, going off of where where we were with this with the prognosis of the season, you know, a month a month a month and a half ago. You're you're kind of lucky. You're sort of counting your lucky stars that they're even playing 60 games this year, and you know even even having a season to begin with. But uh, you know the the Reds still you know they they made all of those moves in the past couple of years, and they're this is their last year with Trevor Bauer. This is their uh, before he hits free agency. This is their last year with Anthony Anthony before he hits free agency. Um, they. Signed, they signed Mike Mistakis to a big contract. He's already almost 32. They were counting on this to be the best year of that deal. They were counting on this this year to be the best year of their contract with Nicholas Castellanos. So, you know, they they've got all of these players that they were really that they're really expecting a lot of a lot from this season, and because there's just so much less time, you. Know, you if there's just there's that much less margin for error, and you know if if something if the Reds are one of those teams that has has a bad stretch of luck um, or or you know runs into problems with uh, guys you know not passing COVID tests at, at, at you know in bunches um, you know that that would be really. Uh, that would be a really significant setback for, for this organization that really ex- expected expected big things out of this team. And again, we're talking with Tony Wolf, uh, Fangraphs and Red Reporter on the SB Nation Network. Uh, Tony, do you see uh, 
any issue with playing the Detroit Tigers two exhibition games tomorrow and then opening up with them and then again on the 31st and have a three-game series with the Tigers to begin the season. Do you see any issue with playing the Tigers too much in the beginning of the year? Or do you think you know, Tigers still rebuilding? Uh, you know, Reds should are projected to be a little bit better than them. You think they should be easy games? Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm I'm not worried about the. Um, I'm not too worried about that from a uh, you know from a, a, a scheduling uh, perspective. You know, the Tigers are like you said. The Tigers aren't aren't expected to be competitive this season. So um, it's it is an easy chance. It is a good opportunity to to steal a couple of wins. Uh, early and get 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 off to a strong start, um, but I, again, I think one of the, one of the most important things of this season for for Major League Baseball's perspective is really trying to minimize uh, unnecessarily unnecessary travel as much as possible. You know, right. m- minimize travel of any kind as much as possible. So if 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 they're if if they can make their two inner squad games or two two uh, exhibition games, I mean. Um, and and stack those in the same city that they're that they're beginning the season uh, in. Uh, I, I think that's I think that's probably the right move. Uh, I, I I'm I'm encouraged to, to see any. Uh, I, I'm encouraged by seeing any kind of efforts to, you know, not have teams bouncing from city to city even even any more than they absolutely have to because that is going to be a. That's going to be a really concerning aspect of, of them trying to pull the season off. Is you know, there's even with them realigning the divisions so that or the schedule to ensure that nobody is going you know across country for these big east-west road trips. You know what have you? Uh, it, it, there's still a lot of traveling. You know, state to state, hopping on planes, hopping on on uh, buses, all that. So uh, any any chance you get to minimize that and and decrease the chances that you're you know putting putting the players and and staff members through uh, through unnecessary harm uh, I, I I think that's a positive. Yeah, and of course we talked about how much of a cluster the the NL Central looks like it will be. I think what the Reds can take as a positive, as the whole division can, is the fact that they are going to get the Amer- just the American League Central with the fact, of course, the Indians, they are what they are. Uh, you know, they're, uh, on a 162-game year, they're going to probably win 90-plus games, win the division again. But other than that, I mean, you had the Twins, who were a playoff team last year. We'll see if they can replicate that. But then you have, you know, Chicago, who maybe be a year or two away. They still got a lot of young guys. They have, and then they had Detroit and Kansas City who are both, you know, teams that had two of the top four picks. So if there's something that you can look as a positive from the schedule, it, it looks they did get one of the weaker American League divisions for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you know like you said, if, if you're comparing these uh, AL Central to the other two divisions in that league, uh, you know, they could have, if, if they're playing East teams, then all of a sudden you're looking at having the, to go toe to toe with the Yankees, right. Red Sox, right. and Rays, yeah, um, and and then and you could, uh, you know, the Blue Jays aren't going to be a pushover, and then you go to the West, you've got the Astros, Angels, A's, and uh, Rangers over there. So the 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 Central was really, I think, the Reds are one of the one of the teams that are going to benefit the most from this because yeah, the Central, you know, the AL Central still has a, its strong teams, but. 
the Royals and Tigers, uh, it would be a real surprise to see them make any kind of run. And if you can, if you can stack up uh, a, a few additional wins there, that that'll, you know, it doesn't necessarily give you a leg up on your on your division opponents. But in terms of the wild card races, the the central teams are really going to have an edge, I think, uh, over over teams in the east or the west. Right. And uh, you know, before I let you go, and uh, you know, always appreciate the time. Always nice to talk with you. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about the the Reds rotation here. Uh, you know, where do you think that it lines up with the rest of MLB right now? Because you got opening day started with Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, Wade Miley, and Anthony uh, Disclafani uh, all projected to be in this rotation. How does that stack up? Yeah, I. The, uh, at, at Fangraphs, we, we've been doing our positional uh, power rankings uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I believe that the uh, I believe the Reds uh, came in uh, somewhere in the t- I, I know they came in somewhere in the top ten. I think they were around around number six or so. Um, I I might put them ahead of uh, the Astros uh, and Rangers just because of their depth uh, because. You know, they, and even you know, I the Yankees and the the Yankees have their you know have have more frontline starters uh, as do the Mets. Uh, some of these other big you know big intimidating rotations, but the the Yankees and Mets have each already lost you know two of their frontline starters to uh, to Tommy John surgery with Noah Syndergaard and, and Luis Severino and. Uh, the Astros, of course, lost Garrett Cole in the off season. Uh, their their rotation is going to be, you know, a, it's going to be iffy and, and unproven uh, behind Verlander and Granke. Uh, the Rangers are are deep at the top, but after number four, they don't really have a whole lot. The Reds, you know, th- this is a year where where depth is going to be really really crucial uh, because of. Because of the extra risk of injuries to pitchers, because of the you know added uh, uncertainty that that COVID testing brings along, and when you look at the Reds roster, they've got seven or eight uh, guys that you would feel pretty comfortable uh, allowing to start you know ten games or so. So that that's that's one area where I think the Reds could it, you know even if they aren't at the very very top of all major league rotations because they don't have somebody like a Garrett Cole or a Justin Verlander or, or somebody in that, you know, that upper echelon of, of aces. I think the, the depth that they have is, is going to go a long way towards balancing that out a little bit. And I, yeah, I, I think as far as the NL Central goes, I don't see any rotation being better than the Reds. And uh, I think when we when we look back on this season, you know, obviously you hope everybody is able to stay as health as healthy as possible. But just given the dynamic that we're looking at, um, I, I think that we are we're we could be looking back on this season as, and and saying that the Reds really really benefited from having guys like Anthony Disclafani and Tyler Malley and Jose De Leon and Lucas Sims and all these guys who who you know weren't necessarily aren't necessarily in their top three uh you know starting pitchers but are still really effective 
uh, mid-rotation guys on, on the average team and, and could could help them a lot uh, down, down the stretch. It's a question that uh, you know, I've just kind of been trying to figure out from you know, other baseball fans is coming into this, you know, who in your mind is going to be at more of an advantage? You think the pitchers or the hitters? Because obviously if the Reds have that deep rotation that you're talking about, that's going to be a huge advantage coming on, especially with all these guys, you know, not seeing all the live ABs that, you know, they would have if they had a full spring training. Um, yeah, I think I, I would still give the edge to to pitchers just because, um, you know, you, you generally hear – um, when when guys start spring training, that the pitchers are, are usually ahead of the hitters. Um, when the regular season starts, the pitchers are usually ahead of the hitters. You take that and combine it with the fact that uh, expanded rosters, um, at least in the early going, uh, are going to make it so that pitchers don't have as much uh, responsibility or incentive to you know, go really deep in games or, or really, you know, push themselves or stretch, stretch themselves, uh, you know, because of those extra arms that everybody is able to, to hold on to. I think the pitchers um, are going to be able to, to, you know, more or less let loose in the first couple of, couple of weeks. There's going to be a lot of, you know, <laughs> built-up adrenaline and, you know, just an, uh, an anxiousness to, to get out on the mound uh, in general after being away for so long and having to wait for so long to, to get back into competition. And, uh, yeah, when you, when, you, when you take all of those things into consideration, I think, I think the hitters are going to have a little bit tougher time uh, as, as the season you know, ramps up with getting, just getting that timing back and, and getting into midseason form. And, again, talking to Tony Wolf. And, and, Tony, before we let you go here, uh, what is your way too early prediction for this 60 game season? Who do you think comes out on top you know, after these 60 games? Boy, uh, you, <laughs> you put me you put me on the spot, huh? Um, uh, you can I, you can refuse to answer the question. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, you can answer it. You cannot answer it. I get it. You know, um, it's it. I feel bad because it's it's too easy uh, uh, almost. But I I I think I. I have a hard time picking anybody other than the Dodgers right. to 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 win the title. Um, it, the the Yankees the Yankees are going to be really good. The the Rays are going to be really good. The Astros obviously you know have have been historically great for the last couple of seasons and and haven't lost you know too too many guys outside of outside of their ace. So all of those teams are going to be really strong. I think we are. You know, every year has a couple of surprises, so I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked to see a team like uh, Toronto, uh, Arizona, Philadelphia. You know, one of these you know lower rung uh, playoff uh, hopefuls get in and and make a little bit of a push. But the Dodgers just seem so far ahead of everybody uh, in terms of. Uh, like I was talking about with with the Reds and 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 their their depth, the Dodgers have e- even more depth in their rotation, and that's not even the strongest part of their team. You know, they added Mookie <laughs> right. Betts, they had the the uh, MVP last year in Cody Bellinger. They're they're just crazy deep in every in every spot, and uh, you know, like I said, especially this year, that's that's 
going to be the the big thing that wins out. I think so. It, uh, they've been they've been close for years and haven't been able to to, to close it out. So uh, anything can happen. But but right now it's it's tough to see anybody beating LA. Yeah, I think I'm with you there for sure, Tony. You just when you just look man for man, it just looks like they just overpower everybody, especially in the NL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, absolutely. Tony Wolf, I really appreciate the time. Uh, Ryder Fangraphs, Red uh, Reporter on the SB Nation Network, and hope you ha- hope you have to on the sports fan uh, sometime in the future. And we do have Reds baseball and other baseball going on uh, live to talk about. But thanks again. Yeah, I'll come back anytime, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Really appreciate it. We'll take a short break right here on the sports fan. On the other side, we got Troy Bowen, a big Reds fan, and it's been a while since we've had Troy on the program. Uh, but we'll have him calling in starting next. You're listening to the Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus. We are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. some tips for parents to keep us kids safe this summer. Around water, a responsible adult should constantly be watching young children. Teach kids to swim. Swimming lessons can keep kids safe from drowning. Never ever leave infants, children, or pets in a park car even if the windows are cracked open use sunscreen every time you go outside use 30 or higher and reply every two hours make sure you stay hydrated by drinking plenty of water these tips have been brought to you by athens county children's services have a fun and safe Summer, Athens County. Follow along with Power 105 and 97 WATH on Facebook. Like our page for contest, prizes, community updates, and of course, some laughs. Check us out on Facebook at Power 105 WXTQ slash 97 WATH. And don't forget to click that like button. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back on the Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. Mills the mic alongside Joe Medora. We got you up until 7 o'clock today. And Reds baseball returns tomorrow on the airwaves at 625. On the phone lines, joining us now, Troy Boland. It's good to hear from him. It's good to talk to him again. It's been a while since we had him on. Uh, but Troy, Reds baseball is back, and we're getting ready, getting excited uh, for finally some baseball back on the airwaves. What is the uh, 625 tomorrow? That's not a real game, is it? Or uh, it's, an exhibition. That... it's an exhibition game, but we're airing it. So it's okay. still live baseball. 
Awesome, man. I, I know I'm detached from sports right now, but my God, I didn't know the season opener was tomorrow. Friday, yeah. <laughs> I was getting a little freaked out right there. When is it? Friday? Friday, yeah. We got Reds, oh my gosh. Reds and Tigers on Friday. I think it's a 6-10 start, if I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, it's coming up quick. Oh, that's so awesome. That's the best news I've heard all day. I've been so entrenched <laughs> in my other jobs that I haven't been able to pay much attention to everything in the sports world. I try. And I had no idea the season opener was Friday. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, Got NASCAR Thursday night. See, I am in the NASCAR now because we've been going. We've been driving. We've been racing. So I've, I'm into my NASCAR stuff, but my other sports have all been on the back burner. And uh, we just had Tony Wolf on, who's a, a reporter for Fangraphs and Red Reporter on the SB Nation Network. And he was talking about the Reds' rotation, and he believes it's going to be one of the best uh, rotations in Major League Baseball, definitely top ten. And depending on where you want to rank them, you know, throw them around wherever. But uh, it should be an exciting rotation to take in and watch, especially with Sonny Gray opening up on Friday. Oh, they're going to go with Gray and not Bauer in the opener? Yeah, they're going Do they with Do have a Sonny reasoning Gray. for that, or is that just how they've been doing an exhibition and that's where it landed? I don't. I think they named him Openings Day starter. Uh, they're going to go with Gray over Bauer. Bauer had like wow. a four ERA last year. Gray did a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I mean that's last year. I still feel like the talent of Trevor Bauer may be a little bit ahead of Sonny Gray. I don't know. They're both good. Uh, yeah, that pitching rotation was one of the reasons. Had all this stuff not happened, I would have sent some money with with a friend of mine to Vegas <laughs> to bet on Cincinnati to win the NL Central. At pretty yeah. good odds. I uh, really love their rotation. Um, I, I, I have been following the Reds. I just didn't know the opening day was Friday. So I saw where Dietrich got sent down or actually released, and then I saw where uh, Quino, I think, is, he had options, so we're sending him down. It just kind of tells you where they're at talent-wise compared to a year ago, you know, that you're getting rid of these guys that were pretty much everyday players a, a season ago, but they brought in so much talent, and they're ready to go. I'm excited for the Reds. It's going to make my, my life a little bit better now. Starting Friday night, I'll have something to watch and, and somebody to cheer for. Yeah, and, you know, with Aristides Aquino, uh, you know, he was, uh, what was it, August player and rookie of the month. I mean, yeah, he was he unbelievable, was, but yeah. I mean, he he did, he showed some signs of, uh, you know, inconsistencies after that explosion, which is expected being so young. Um, I would have liked to have seen him up there because you got a guy with that much talent. I just like throwing him out there and letting him play, but the Reds just went out and spent some money, and they feel like this is the year, even though it's a shortened season with their pitching staff. I can see why they would send him down. He does have options, so they can. They can get away with it, so why not? Maybe they bring him back up, you know, before a playoff push or however the heck that's going to work. The dynamics of the season, I have not looked through and how they're going to work everything. 60 games, right, instead of yeah, it's 60 games. 62, holy cow. Yeah, you still have that little bit of a curveball thrown in there because, you know, you, it, there's, if you bring in the new pitcher, they still got to throw to three new uh, three batters. Right, all the other oh, things right. that they in- implemented to start the season. Yeah, everybody kind of forgot those. about those uh, throughout all this. But yeah, of course that's a that's going to be a big deal because you know you can't just have a lefty just throw him out there, face one guy, and pull him out. So you know that that changed a lot. And Troy, I think uh, the Reds have an interesting opportunity, especially early in the season, because you know they got two series against Detroit, and Detroit had the number one pick in the draft last year. So I think they have a real good opportunity to get off to a real fast start, which is what they're going to have to do in such a shortened season. Yeah. Um... Does anybody know if fans are allowed yet? Or they, did they say no fans? Absolutely not. Not even a cap, a limit, or anything. I mean, I haven't heard anything about fans, but from my understanding, I think they're going to have some cardboard cutouts uh, to put oh, up. Oh, jeez! Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if maybe they're doing a limit. I mean, I just read an yeah. article that 
Nebraska is going to allow 500 fans into their football games, so I didn't know if baseball had adopted some sort of limit uh, per fan base, but obviously not. Um, maybe we could use some media credentials. Maybe we would call down there and say, hey, you know, we're an affiliate. we got to come down and cover you guys. Maybe they'll give us a seat somewhere. Yeah, maybe. And, and the press box, was, you know, they don't have a press box. They have many press boxes. But uh, check on our affiliate day at least, Connor. Maybe we could slip in. <laughs> and still do that. You got to get on that, man. I, listen, I've been on it. I've been trying. Yeah, any any possibility of still going in and taking in a live game, I, I'm all for. Uh, yeah, know. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't do our affiliate day. Still, they're gonna have they're gonna have some people there. They're gonna have media there, obviously. And, right, maybe we know, just have to swing it and cover. You know, instead of you know just taking in and watching the ball game, maybe we get to interview uh, you know Coach Bell or something. Yeah, eh, I'll, I'll take anything at this point. I'll, I'd give my probably left pinky finger to go watch a live sporting event. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything. I thought about going to, to Bristol, but it was only an all-star race, and I didn't really want to go drive to Bristol for an all-star race. They did allow fans. Had it been a regular race, I think I would have went down. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm itching to, to finally get sports back in the year. Not so excited about the NBA, uh, but uh, baseball, football, definitely excited for those. And you know, it was a little bit disappointing with the Athens attack having to close out their season. They were going to have some kind of senior night and events going on on Wednesday's game, uh, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before that. And you know, still, I mean, you, you can't even get these kids a poor senior night. I mean, uh, I I couldn't believe it. You know, with all the uh, you know COVID nineteen numbers going up in Athens County, um, it was disappointing to have to close out their season uh, in the fashion that they did. Yeah, no, talk about rubbing salt in the wound. I mean, they took away their senior year, their official season, and, you know, then you finally get to play a few games and expect a senior night, and, and that gets ripped away from you. That was just brutal, man. I, that whole group just got completely robbed. Uh, and now the, the juniors, which are going to be seniors, you know, now their parents are st- starting to, to, to feel the effects of everything about worrying if they're going to be on a football field and, heck, worrying if they're even going to be in a classroom. So this whole thing is now stretched into another school year. Um, man, it's just it's crazy. I think the, the high school football and the, and the high schools in general is definitely the topic to keep an eye on um, as they mull over what they're going to do because there's so many different routes they can go, so many decisions they can make. Are they going to go to school halftime? Uh, you know, group goes for two days, another group two days. Will a blended learning allow for football? Or does Athens pull the plug completely? And if they do... I don't think they're going to allow football. I wonder if Trimble does. So are we going to have a situation where some of our county teams are in school playing football and some of them are not? That's a possibility. I think there's just a lot of question marks that are going to be answered in the next mm, probably two weeks in terms of what our high school football season is going to look like. Yeah, continuing to talk about football, like it it seemed like, you know, the Hocking and Ohio TVC were both going to be like, they were just they were so hard to predict this year, I feel like. I feel like we don't know what Trimble was going to be this year. It was their first year without that great senior class that, you know, won all those games in the hockey. And then, of course, you have Waterford and Eastern, who had such good years last year. And then the Ohio, I mean, there's so many teams that you feel like are just a little bit away from taking a big step. Of course, Athens looked like they could be the favorite with Joey Moore coming back. But it just seemed like it was going to be a, a, a really up-in-the-air football season for us around here. Yeah, it would have been fun. I wish we would have had nor- normal circumstances because I tend to enjoy years like this more so than if we had one power team that we felt was going on a nice deep playoff run, which we had last year with Trimble. And that's great. I love those, those seasons to follow a team like that. But I find it more enjoyable when I can go out on a Friday night and know there's going to be a competitive game inside the conference. I think we might have saw that this year. 
Eastern, I think, was actually a team that people thought could be a sleeper and actually overtake Trimble and win that league title. I would never bet against Coach Paris, though. So if I was to put money on it, I would still put take the Cats. But now everything is just there's just a big fat question mark on it. You have teams that are working out, some that are not, some that didn't do anything all spring and summer in terms of lifting. And I think that's where Trimble a lot of times makes their hey, man. Those guys they live, they eat, they breathe football, they train, they lift. They're always thinking about it, and it always gives them a leg up in the fall. Well, now they weren't able to do that, so does that maybe level the playing field a little bit with them and some of their opponents? And then Athens, they're in a real bad situation because they're completely shut down again because right. of a player. Uh, so they haven't got any kind of workouts. And when you play in that Nathan White offense, you need reps, you need practice, you need all kinds of stuff. They're really behind the eight ball. So I don't know. Hey, but they might not even get on a field. So it could all be irrelevant. Yeah, and I saw, you know, uh, Trevor Stevens was sending me some information that I guess it went out to the schools uh, at some point. Uh, but I think Tom Gibbs was going to recommend that Athens goes to, you know, online or distant learning or whatever you want to call it, at least yeah. for the first half of the year. And if that happens, I don't even know if we have any sports to cover for Athens or uh, any of the surrounding schools if they decide to do that. Well, Tom Gibbs doesn't control Trimble, right. Nelsonville, York, Alexander, Federal Hawk. So we can take that off the table. There's there's scenarios out there where all four of them teams play except for Athens. And I honestly, I wouldn't even be shocked if that happened. Uh, the question will be is, will they let them play football? And it's been my experience that the people that don't really play sports at Athens, not into athletics, they would throw enough of a fit uh, if they tried to play football without going to school that they won't allow them to do it. Basically citing... If it's not safe enough for my kid to go to school, it's not safe enough for you to play football. That's not fair. And I get their point a little bit, and that's what that, in my opinion, that's what would happen. So if Athens goes to online learning, I really cannot see them stepping on a football field, and that would cause a lot of problems. I mean, if you had six TVC Ohio teams playing football, you know, and Athens not, what does that do to your schedule? What does that do to your league standings? It just throws everything into into kind of a little bit of a chaos. I guess you get a bye week. You get an asterisk next to your league championship. I mean, how does that work? Right. It'll be interesting. It will be, and you know, hopefully we can. Uh, we're short on time here. We only got four minutes left in the program. Yeah, uh, we're good. But, uh, you know, it's it's always great to hear from you, Troy, and it's uh, you know, hopefully we can get you back at the station when you're not too busy over at attractions. Yeah, things are starting to calm down a little bit now. So just give me a shout. I could have came today, and something came up towards the end of the day that, that kept me at work, but. Give me a shout. I'll come on anytime. Yep, no worries. Because we, uh, I mean, Red's coming in. I mean, we barely have enough time to have any sports fans come ah, up this week. Yeah, that's, I actually used to like that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. We'll see you later. All, All right, right, Troy. Troy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, again, Troy Bowen, sports director right here at uh, WATHWXTQ. It's always great to hear from him. And, you know, it's, it, it's a weird, weird summer going on, but, you know, nice to have, uh, you know, Red's baseball coming back up and coming in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it was good to talk to Tony Wolf too, because with yeah. Tony, um, you know, he's had to recover the Reds and a bunch of other teams right now remotely. But with that going on and everything else, it's just been, uh, you know, nice to have a little bit of return at least to baseball uh, coming up. Yeah, no, I live here for a week. Everything just just goes to, you know, you know what? Right. What I mean, coming back, we're almost in the purple here in Athens. I haven't thought about staying up. I was like, geez, I don't even know. I want to come back here. Basically. Right. Got Corona or something. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's good. Uh, Tony definitely, uh, you know, 
any all, those guys who you know write about stats for a living, uh, they, they they really know what you're talking about. Of course, we have Michael Roth, who we've had on a few times, who's you know big in all the analytics and stuff like that. Those guys are uh, really sharp, and I really like this point about how depth is going to be real important this year because you know. It's a little different because in a sport like basketball, and if your point guard gets corona and he's out, you only have so many other point guards to choose from. You maybe have one or two more on the roster that can fill the spot. But, I mean, you think about it uh, with with baseball, they have that whole pool of guys they can choose from. So if you have quality guys down in the depths of uh, your minor league system, you can uh, you can kind of power through this year. Yeah, you got to power through and, and get ready and, and really go. Uh but anyway, thanks for listening into the Sports Fan for Joey Medor, Troy Boland, and Tony Wolf. This is Connor Mills signing off. Reds baseball coming your way tomorrow. We'll give you a little bit of a pregame until 6.25. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Integrated Services uh, is constantly seeking partnerships. How can I have a meaningful relationship with primary care providers so that we can take care of our shared community of people that need support? We've grown exponentially, and I really see the next five to ten years being a similar story. The opportunities are endless. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. year of service to South East Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Athens.